0: Risley Brown witnesses say the women's feet were sewn together at the bottoms and the to mere images of each other.
1: For quite some time I slept in the gathered silence beneath the lunatic's conjoined skins, regrowing my lost flesh. I was host to many wonderful dreams there, happy for the excuse to do nothing but drowse. But I was clearly not alone. I had calculated the absence of Dr. Coldglow and his protege as soon as I gazed upon Hyde's art that beautiful thing partaking an equal measure from myself and the spoiling giant nearby yet it was not the hypnotist or his companion but the very angel of madness itself the irrepressible delirial i denied its presence for as long as i was able though i wanted nothing more than to converse with the thing but ultimately I knew it would be to my mind's peril. I understood that the real failure of insanity lay in its false victory against the dead world. Its host made to believe they'd burned it down. When in fact, they bore only the smoke of a great fire and none of its heat. And yet, the very thought of conjuring such phantom flames, however illusory, was extremely tempting to me. Too tempting. It was because of such thinking the angel chose to speak with me, or possibly because it realized I had recently regained the use of my speech, my lips having finally returned. I watched as one of the skinned lunatics broke from his circle of dancing whitewigs, a blazing laughter of light forming a strange, wheeling design above his head. Its brilliance throwing the shadows of the skinless dancers upon the wall, where they silently twirled and pirouetted and leapt. Delirial's host calmly walked to where I stretched out upon the floor. He sat down and joined me as I marveled at the shadow show. After a few minutes, without turning away from the darksome sights, Delirial said,
0: There is strength in numbers, Donald you would not be alone. We would be with you. Sharing an interim world of finest foxfire until finally, inexorably, we grew the real thing. A fire made from fever dreams and dragon's breath. Enough to burn down heaven and hell both. Leaving nothing behind but the souls they'd stolen away. All of them, us, now free to wallow in a world without walls. Is that really so bad, my stubborn friend?
1: You know it's not, or else we wouldn't be having this conversation, I replied. Yet I wonder if you're
0: telling the truth, for what insanity was ever purposeful? pray tell what good was ever intended by a dream the angel returned one might argue if they were so inclined that it's you who's not being very honest donald you more than suspect her now you're a player in more than just one game and you know it you just won't admit it Because if you did, I would belong
1: to you." The angel laughed mightily, howling.
0: Bingo! (laughs) So why not derail the whole train while there's still passengers to pulverize? Why wait until it's too late and you're merely forced to come with me? They're still advancing you across the chessboard, making plays and calculations, minding rules. Imagine the chaos you'd cause if you just leapt off of the board. Why, (laughs) you and that wonderful jack lantern both. I'm sure it'd take very little convincing for him to join you. Us. By the gods, imagine the trouble we could cause, the three of us.
1: Delirial proved a master artist,
0: painting the most
1: exquisite pictures in the gallery of my mind. The three of us, joined in the sweetest madness an angel could supply, riding the lightning across the world.
0: Hey everybody, this is Walker, the managing editor of Maltopia. We wanted to take a minute to tell you about our first book. For those who love the Shepherd of Wolves narrations, we've just finished a novel adaptation of the story. The Red Sun by Maltopia co-founder and lead writer Mark Anselone is the first book in the Red Family Trilogy. Published by Wild Blue Press, The Red Sun is available for Kindle pre-order now for only $2.99. And it releases October 29th in audiobook and print form as well. So follow the link in the description and pre-order your copy today. And as always, we want to thank everybody for your continued support. None of this would be possible without you. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next narration.
1: I can't deny the beauty of your offer, I admitted. As an artist... I'm impelled to see it both for what it is and what it could be, given certain cosmic adjustments of course. But I'm afraid I must refuse, much to my own chagrin. This whole journey of mine, this quest, game, whatever it turns out to be, harbors a chaos none of its players or even its hosts can contain or control, despite their efforts to the contrary. I can feel that as surely as any of the truths you've uttered. It's my chaos to cultivate. My dream. I must see it through to give it life. I finally turned to look at the angel, waiting for its response, truly sorry for rejecting its splendid offer. It only continued staring at the wall, where its mind painted the souls of the mad in shadow and dance. But the show was quickly fading back to the stone of an unflinching wall, the strange glowing sigil above the angel's head diminishing by the second. When the light was all but gone, the creature stood and replaced its borrowed body back into the line of frozen dancers, slowly reassuming its pose. Still
0: not looking at me, the dejected angel said, I understand. I just wish you'd come and play with me. ah, uh, The fun we could have forever. But I do think you're correct to refuse me. I see it, too. ah, uh, The chaos. But it's not my nature to wait and see, you understand. I'll see you soon enough, Donald. And I do hope you win your game. You deserve it more than anyone. But one word of advice before I go the angel finally turned its head to face me. Chaos
1: is no respecter of its creator. And then Delirial, the angel of madness, was gone. The rest of my wanderings through Willard, even the dreams that followed, were rendered dull by the angel's visitation, or more specifically, its declined invitation. Every sight I came upon, Even those that should have proved delightful, I was forced to see as inferior to what might have been, had only I allowed the mad angel to open my eyes. It was for this reason I chose at last to inspect Mr. Hyde's kill list, to find some relief in the next name and the mystery it would hold. But there was no mystery. There was only one name left on his list, and none upon my own. I had reached the end of the game, and my final opponent was at last revealed. The name was both thrilling and terrible, all at once. I let the lists fall to the ground, now merely debris, their purpose exhausted. At that very moment, I departed Willard for Autumn City, where I would face my final challenge Jack Lantern.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.